in this lane of relationships and women being single and I, I just feel like the only thing that we tell them at least growing up in the church from what I understand oh just pray girl just pray for your husband pray for your Boaz but what about the woman who's been praying since she was 12 and she's 45 now and she's never been married how come we don't talk about those unanswered prayers God is not a genie and there is a conversation that is missing. Obviously, that's what I've been saying literally since 2019. That there is a conversation missing in the church um, about that. And so here's some little tidbits. If I know that the Bible does say that God will give us the desires of our hearts. The Bible also says that our hearts are very wicked. Paul says that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I think that we should be focused more on renewing our mind and thinking like Jesus and praying about that more than we should be praying for a husband. And maybe it's a both and situation. I'm just throwing thoughts out there. This is a conversation that I'm going to go into a lot deeper on my podcast, Single You the Podcast. I said, how did you wake up this morning? What's up, girl? My name is Rika, and thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. Whether you've been listening for a while or you just stumbled upon me. Hello, I am a certified NLP life coach. Now, NLP, let's get nerdy for a second. It's Neuro Linguistic Programming. You can Google the rest of that if you want to know the rest of the nerdy stuff, okay? So I'm certified in that area, a.k.a. the single girl's life coach. I am a self-love coach and a boundaries coach. Listen, I got that boundaries and that self-love on lock, okay? <laughs> All right, so I am your host and also the founder of this podcast and Single You Academy, which is my online coaching program, community, and resource for single women. Now, before we get into the episode, let me just put a little disclaimer out there. All right, I am not a licensed therapist, so I am not to replace a therapist, but I will say this a lot of my clients, they have me as their coach, and then they also have a therapist because it is my job to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. So if you want to stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser, you need help on that self-love and boundaries area, then I would be the coach for you. And maybe one day that coaching relationship with you and I, yeah, it's just me and you right here, hey, <laughs> will happen one day. You can always reach out to me. My Instagram is open to you. On Instagram, I am just me Rika. And of course, I will put my name in the show notes. All right, that's it. I'm your host, Rika, and let's get into the episode. This is Single You, the podcast. All right, let's get into it. And I want to welcome you to Single You, the podcast, especially if you're new to me. Uh, shout out to all my TikTok followers who are leaving that platform to come and listen to my podcast. I really 
appreciate you. And so before we get into what happens to all the unanswered prayers, what happens to a woman when she's been praying for a husband since she was 12 and she's 45 now and doesn't have a husband, I do want to go over some housekeeping real quick, okay? So you know that my goal is 100 reviews before the end of 2022, right? So January 2023, I want to wake up after I party New Year, <laughs> ringing into 2023, I want to wake up to 100 reviews. So could you please, even if you just pause it right now, if I've ever said anything to you that encouraged you, could you please do me a favor as this small business owner, as this podcast host, and leave me a review? It's like a tip. And you ain't even got to spend money. It's free, okay? Um, and then the second thing, don't forget, on Instagram, I guess I, my mom made it because that fake account is still lurking out there sending you DMs about, uh, do you need a reading and grand rising and all of that? And I don't even talk like that, so you know it's not me. So if that fake account hits you up, please block it, and I will put the name in the show notes for that fake account. And just never... Always remember that I will probably send you a voice note if you ever DM me. I'm not going to DM you asking you to pay me for nothing, okay? Um, we would have a conversation and then get on Zoom before I even became your coach. Uh, so just know that, okay? All right. Also, if you're new to me, here is what I need you to know. I believe that I'm like really good at helping women shift their mindset around being single. OK, and you can listen to like the episode I have with uh, my client, Keitra and Nikita and Z to name a few. Shout out to uh, Jalencia, who just graduated from Single U Academy. She's going to do an episode, which I always get really excited when my clients do an episode. So I, that is what my hope is today. I'm not here to make you me. I'm just here to help you think so you can like stop this constant cycle of frustration and pain around men, right? This dysfunction that you have with relationships. Your career is popping. It's great, okay? You got the house, you got the career, you climbing up the ladder. But for some reason in this lane in relationships, it's giving you a lot of frustration. So I also need you to know that I'm not an expert in God because Cameo and I are going to get into this episode about prayer, relationship with God. I'm not an expert. I just know what I'm experiencing in my relationship with God. And so what I want to do is encourage you to lean into your relationship with God. I hope that this episode helps you do that because I, so I grew up in the church. Okay. Um, but, and I was baptized, pictures of me being baptized, probably like four months old. I have to ask my mom how many months old I was. Uh, then I got re-baptized. I want to say in 2019, I got my certificate over here somewhere. 2019. Yep. November 17 of 2019. But before that, it was the getting out of that emotionally abusive relationship that I really finally started a true relationship with God. So I say that I'm a baby Christian, right? And I have dove face first into the Bible, reading books about the Bible. W one of the things that my uh, coach and mentor, Pastor Darius Daniels, and I promise we're going to get to cameo, cameo. I just feel like Talking about God and prayer is such a delicate subject that I want to just give you a little bit of background of my heart, right? So Pastor Darius Daniels is my mentor. He's my coach and mentor. And one of the things that he says is he said, yeah, sure, go to church or whatever. But what you need to do is you need to figure out every year, every month or so or whatever, however time frame you want to do it in, figure out what you want to study in the Bible and then study that. 
So 2022 is my year of studying the books of wisdom because I want to be wise. And I'm like, I wonder what wisdom, you know, so reading Job and uh, Ecclesiastes and uh, all of the wisdom. I think there's three wisdom books. And so studying, really studying that. So I am not here to tell you what you're doing is right or wrong with God. Okay. Again, I'm just here to make you think. And I really hope that it sparks a deeper relationship with you and God. Cause my constant goal is to figure out ways to introduce, like introduce relationship with God to you differently because we have to get away from religion. Right. And, and I'm not perfect. I'm on the corner. I'm on the crossroads of like, knuck if you buck and praise is what I do. Like, I'm not, I'm not, trust me, I am not this person who's like a dictator in my Christianity. And I want to tell you how to do it. And you're wrong if you do it this way. And it's only this way. Because the reality is, we're not going to know everything. The Bible talks about that. God is like, your thoughts is not my thoughts, boo boo. So this little mind brain that you got that you don't even use 100% of, you ain't even me. You don't even know the half of it. So that's where I'm at. And so I am talking to the woman who is a woman of faith. You're probably at that crossroads. You're frustrated and you know that you have work to do in this area of relationship with men and relationship with God. So without further ado, I hope I said everything Um that, you know, the right way, quote unquote, that made sense. Uh, but I do want to bring Cameo to the stage. And girl, what is this? Episode 55 with us? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited to be here. I'm, I, I love being on a single you podcast. I love the conversation. I love what it's about. So it's definitely excited for, for what we're going to do. And I, and, um, I think our spirits are aligned. And I think we yeah. knew that I don't know. One time we had a conversation years ago. Yes, we went to Howard together, yes. but I think there's always something greater brewing. And how I like to say it and view it is there is no end to God. Like God is inexhaustible. Yeah. And the way for me to understand God better outside of my own experience is to very much understand how God is working through the lives of someone else or how God showed up for them in whatever way to attempt to see through their lens, even outside of myself as a woman, outside of myself as an, you know, being in Western society. Like there are so many lenses and so many layers to us. And even growing up in this time, we, we see God a specific way and we are unable to see God, but through the eyes of someone else, whether it's their testimony, whether it's through their life's journey. And so I love how you, how you, how you even started it off. Like, this is just what I know. This is what I experienced because I think that adds to, and this is what I call it, like the God pie, right? We only get a slice of understanding who God is. And the more I get to understand other people's walks and journeys with God and how they navigate and stuff, like we just, we get to understand God better. It humbles us, <laughs> but it also, and for lack of better words, it makes God bigger, right? It, it, divinity and humanity, it, it, it continues to in, increase that separation, but also connect it in different ways. So I'm excited to be here. Um, I think I was supposed to introduce myself. <laughs> and I just started talking. <laughs> Listen, and I feel like you did. I feel like somebody's like, dang, she deep. She deep. <laughs> so yes, I, I do want you to talk about because my podcast, and as you know, my platform is for that woman of faith. We grew up in church. We know God in air quotes, but in 2017, I remember, and it might've been early 2018, I was listening to a pastor and I can't remember his name, but he said, 
this was a question he asked and I put it on my uh, TV and I'm going to let you get to introducing yourself, but I just want to say this point. I put the question on my TV and it was on it for like a year, like on a little note, post-it note, because I wanted to see it every day. But anyway, he said, do you, do you, um, do you just know Jesus or do you believe Jesus? Because to me, I think there's a difference. And what that said to me was like, yes, we can confess with our uh, mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus died and rose on the third day and we can get to heaven. We can skate on through, right? Mm-hmm. By, the, by the, the skin of our teeth, whatever that <laughs> saying is. But it's the belief part that I decided from 2017 on that, no, I'm going to really like lean into this God thing because when I was out here in this worldly world, it wasn't really working for me specifically in this lane of relationships with men. Um, and so I believe that there is that there's that there's a difference. And I'm trying to to get <laughs> you listening over to the light. Let me try this relationship with God thing, because, because yes. I love how even in our conversations outside of this, one thing that I've heard you say, if it's working for you, cool. Right. If if that is working, cool. A hundred percent. Yep. Don't worry about it. Don't. Yep. But if it's not, c- consider this. Right. Yep. consider this and i love the 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 cuz i think that is the between knowing and believing i think that is literally the path believers constantly walk and waver on it's like yep i know god been in church i, I know the verses that but the belief i think is very much what changes the posture of our heart right yes. and like and just being honest even in my walk like when you get worried yes there's nothing wrong with being worried but the but the truth is is like i'm worried because do i really believe god will give me the desires of my heart do i really trust that god um has a path and has a journey for me do i really believe that the love of god is you know um do I really believe that God is omniscient, that he's all knowing? Like, do I believe that even in this moment, this deep pain that God loves me and that there is a bigger, that there is a bigger plan or that God is a good God, right? His goodness is questioned all the time when stuff like, and I get it. Like, I get, like, God, how can you be a good God? And you're letting, you know, I'm going to stay focused, but like, there's a war going on, right? How can you be a good God? And there's a city up the street in Michigan, Flint that doesn't have running water. Like, how can you be, so- so who am I? <laughs> Petey Paul. Yes. yes. <laughs> Listen, that's me in a nutshell. You see how I went from, from A to B? <laughs> that's, why, that's why I said I'm at the intersection of Nuck If You Bug and Praise Is What I Do. And it's it's very Seattle Nuck If You Bug, because let's be honest, I can't fight. Um, because I'm very <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean when I say that. Like, listen, I got world in me a lot that I'm shaking free and breaking loose of but i love me some jesus that's the homeboy who yeah. is cameo <laughs> so cameo's from detroit cameo will fight cameo has <laughs> I, listen guys showed me a while ago like cam you you yeah nope you gotta let that go you, that, <laughs> that cannot be an option like it's been a couple years like that yeah. cannot like that cannot be an option like you got too much to lose anyway um cameo king is my name i believe i'm an advocate for women and girls i have my own podcast as well the good girl podcast that's where we very much redefine what it means to be good there wasn't a space for women to be uh themselves in every facet of their lives so when we talk about the nuck if you buck and the i love jesus like what does that space what do those conversations look like and so i created the good girl podcast for that and so every week every wednesday we have conversations where we answer your questions and, and where we listen to your confessions, right? Those uncomfortable truths about ourselves in that good and safe space. So I host that, The Good Girl Podcast. I'm also the founder of 
Grit, Glam, and Guts. Um, that is a nonprofit where we focus on three areas for teenage girls, ages 12 to 17. We focus on, um, it's really self-empowerment work, but it's self-identity, self-awareness, and recognizing and engaging in the power of your voice. And we have a really big event coming up June 25th. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> four days before my birthday, by the way. Four days before my birthday. Shout out to the Panthers. Shout out to the Panthers. Okay. <laughs> my brother's a cancer. My gosh. <laughs> Listen, but, we just have a lot of emotions. That's all. Okay? I'm not gonna go. I'm not going to my brother. I love him. Um, so listen, he admitted to me one time. He was like, Cameo, I'm probably am more emotional than you. I'm saying, I'm glad you know. Finally, you recognized. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's, what are we talking about? We're, we're talking about unanswered okay. prayers. But that's that's who I am. Um, in a nutshell. Also, same thing. I would say, uh, born on a pew. Um, in church, my grand grandparents were very much involved in our church in Detroit. Um, I am involved in my local church here in Lansing. Uh, I, I think my, I'm not saying my card was revoked, but I haven't kept it up. I was a licensed missionary. Um, so I don't think I'm on the roll anymore because, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also have my master's. Um, I went to seminary school. And so, but I say all this to say, like, I don't consider myself an expert in any way. Like, I'm still learning, still growing. There are some concepts that I do understand. I ask more questions than I stand on something because I do believe God is inexhaustible. And the more and more and more I learn about God and people's experiences and how much I don't know, this is why I ask more questions than I make statements. So that's who I am. Yes. And that's why I have Cameo on the podcast because when I first, so I think it was a a few days ago when I just, because I had been praying about like, okay, uh, you know, I need, you know, because doing a podcast, it's a lot because we have to recruit guests and we have to come up with topics and, and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay, what direction should I go in now? Because I just, I always try to get like five or 10 in order at the same, like, you know, like, okay, let me do this chunk here. And then I'll think about the next chunk and then the next. So in thinking about it, I just woke up one day and I was, I saw a, um, a meme that one of the guys that I follow posted on Instagram. And he said, you can do all the pray like praise breaks are cute, but that's not going to heal none of your trauma. I saw that. I shared it. I shared it. <laughs> Listen. And I was like, because he's a licensed uh, mental health therapist. And I don't know why his name is escaping me right now, but he's not a friend of mine. I just follow him. And I, and then, so I read that and I was like, whoo, dude, he just coming for the saints today. Okay. Um, And then it just got me thinking about how come we don't talk about unanswered prayers? Right. Because I just imagine somebody like doing all the praising they want to about their mental health or what have you, and them still not getting the breakthrough that they actually want. And so then, of course, in my lane, I always put it through the filter of the single woman. And so I was like, what about the girl who was told at 12 years old to pray for your husband? And she's 45 Mm -hmm. and ain't no Boaz has cometh hither. (laughs) And not no, not nary ounce nowhere. Not even a hint of 
a masculine um uh, uh, i was gonna say perfume what do men wear cologne there we go <laughs> and, so, and so i just i think about her all the time yeah and again, I know that she's also at that intersection of Nuck of You Buck and praises what I do, because this is what I think happens. And I want you to tell me your church experience um, after I say this. This is what happened with me. So I grew up in church. I knew Jesus. I could confess. I remember literally, you know, when I do the call to the altar, I think I was like 13 years old. I was like, oh, I love Jesus. I'm a good one. And I went down and confessed with my mouth. You know, I believe in my heart. And I was like, Jesus is the way. I love him. Blah, 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 blah. But I did not cultivate a relationship with God. And I will say this. I didn't listen to my dad because he did tell me that. He did say, okay, now you need to start your own relationship with God because mm. me and your mama can't get you into heaven. Mm. But I did not know what that meant at 13. I didn't. Mm -hmm. And so obviously growing up and then early 20s, going to Howard and it, I hit 30 and I still never sat down and was like, what does this look like for me? And so, yeah, I would pray. I don't know that I necessarily ever prayed for a husband. I will say that. But I would pray. And sometimes things would not happen. Sometimes things would happen. Um but I, I never under really understood like what prayer meant, how I was supposed to be praying, because I never did the studying myself. I was still very wor uh, worldly. Um, and, you know, the Bible says you got to either or you can't be lukewarm and I'm going to spit you out. Mm -hmm. So when I finally got out of that abusive relationship, that's when I was like, OK, this didn't work for me. Let me actually try it this way. And the amount like, I know there's a God now because the change in me is evident. When Paul talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind, I see it. I'm like, man, old Rika used to be this way. I wanted a man so bad. I held so much value up in a man and all of that. Now, this is me and God. Whether he come or not, Boaz come or not, I, I really don't care at this point, at least in this season of my life. So, okay, so... Yeah, I do want to ask you before I go on, because I could talk about this forever. <laughs> how do you, like how do you feel about church? How do you feel when people are like, "Oh, girl, just pray about it"? I've I've said this before, but I think the just pray about it. While prayer, mind you, while prayer is effective, um, it is our communication with God. It is how we realign ourselves. I think every day, it is how we get into the presence of God along with worship. Um, I think it is how we hear from God. I think it is how we lament. Um, it is it, like it is a two-way street. I believe all that. I also believe that sometimes we use that just pray about it um, as kind of like a, a trash bin. Like you, you throw everything in there, right? Where there isn't any work behind it, where um, there isn't any, you know, and all that getting, get understanding, uh, where there isn't any wisdom behind it. Um, because I think how church and also society, whether we know it or not, some of the phrases we use and the things we say, we very much position uh, spirituality and what I don't say we, but sometimes wisdom and spirituality are placed on opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like whatever we're told to do, or even whatever makes sense in the world, you know, we're called to question that and not just say, oh, this is this is common sense, right? And so the idea of prayer, it's, as we know it, I think can be very 
very junky, very, very jumbled. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, it has been, it, it is very much a place of refuge. You know, it is a place where I can be my full self, you know, it is a place where I can ask questions. It is, it is a place where I can be filled. Mm-hmm. It is a place where I can be quiet. It is a place where I can listen. It is mm-hmm. a place where my spirit can be calm. Um, that's what prayer is for me. It doesn't necessarily hold one function. I think though society and the world tells us it is only a place to make your request known. There we go. Now you're getting there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And I want you to finish your thought. Did nope. That, nope. Okay. So since you said that, I'm going to play this clip by my cousin, uh, Linnea, who's also been on the podcast and she's a minister um, over there in Maryland. Um, and so I'm going to play this clip because we're going to, I want to answer the question. Are there actually unanswered prayers? So let me go ahead and play this. Is there a such thing as unanswered prayer? That's the first statement. That's a really good statement. Is there such thing as unanswered prayer? Because we're saying, when we say God isn't answering, we're saying we're praying for something God isn't answering. That's what an unanswered prayer is. I don't believe, this is my personal belief, um, based on my study of the word, that there is ever an unanswered prayer. That's not my belief. My belief is God is answering, we're not listening. (laughs) He's answering, he said no. Or he's answering, he says not yet. He's answering, he says, I'm still developing you. You're not ready. He's answering, he said, your husband isn't ready. He's answering, he says, can I get you to focus on school, please? We're just not listening to his answers. That's my personal, personal belief. So ultimately, God is answering, we're not listening. We're not doing what he says. There was actually a reel on there, right? On on Instagram that is hilarious that's that I shared on um that I shared on our uh church group line. Everybody was like, facts, this is where we're at. That we'll pray and then God'll give us an answer and we don't want that answer. And we'll pray again and God'll give us an answer and we don't like that answer either. And then we'll pray and then God will give us an answer and be like, never mind, I'm not even praying anymore. That is really our problem is that we don't like the answers. We don't like what God says. We don't even like that we are opening ourselves up and treating him like he's the blue genie in Aladdin. Okay, so let's get to that part. In the clip, Linnea is saying that she doesn't believe in unanswered prayers. So I want to hear what you think about that. Do you believe that there are unanswered prayers? How do you think about it? So I get what she's saying. However, I think when we say unanswered prayers, I think we, I think we sincerely mean that not that God didn't answer them, but that we didn't hear anything from God. Right. I I don't, I don't think it's like, like we know God out there doing whatever God. Because if I ask God for a million dollars, and God is like, um, <clears throat> I want you to focus on, you know, working out. That's an unanswered prayer because you didn't answer me about the uh, one million dollars. You redirected my request, mm-hmm. right? And so that mm-hmm. gets categorized as an unanswered prayer. Yeah. Um, if you ask, if I ask God to heal 
my mother, right? Um, and God gives me no answer, right? Or he may say no. Like, a, like we understand mm-hmm. prayer very much so to be a request. Yeah. And if that request goes unanswered or that request isn't granted, it's unanswered. And yeah. so, I, yeah. I mean, I think we can start there at, mm-hmm. a, at a baseline. So I think mm-hmm. there very much are some things that God mm-hmm. doesn't do. Now, I think the larger question, is that how we should be positioned in prayer? Is that yeah. how we should... Um, posture ourselves or understand God to speak to mm-hmm. us when mm-hmm. we request something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is that how yeah. we should move? Right. And so I think with this answered prayer, unanswered prayer, redirected is tomato, tomato, it's semantics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, it's, I want a husband and you did not give him to me. So then you therefore say that's an unanswered prayer, but maybe it's not because wh- what is your heart posture? And that's the conversation that I believe the church was missing about prayer. So when you tell a woman, oh, girl, just pray for your bow ass, you say that as if like, first of all, that we're not praying. You say that as if he's a genie, like, oh, I can just request a husband and he'll give it to me. Okay. (laughs) Like what? And then they say that as if that's the only thing we have to do Mm -hmm. to get this husband that we desire. I think that there are probably just throwing thoughts out there. Prayers that we should be praying. Like there's steps before praying for the Boaz, right? Like, to me, prayer in, again, my baby Christian life since 2017 is not the request. It's not, he's not, I'm not Aladdin and he's not the genie. My prayer now is God, like literally pretty much my only prayer is God just order my steps. God, keep my mind right. God, keep my heart right. God, send the women that you would have me help to me. Um, God, like it's really just having, and then also like, like yesterday before this, I was talking to God. And I was like, and I'd be in my kitchen cooking. I'd be like, all right, God, let's talk. <clears throat> um, and then I'll just say, like, this is what I really want. And I don't know if it's because of ego. I don't know if it's because of you are telling me to have it. Because I don't hear God in audibles either. Mm-hmm. Um, I do say a lot when before I started Single You and this whole platform that I had, that is one of the only moments that I knew for sure God was telling me to do this. Yeah. So two things. Um, The word of God even talks about God communicates to us in a still small voice. Right. And so I think our spirit needs to be quiet. Our ears needs needs to be open. And that's one of the things I consistently pray for is that, you know, my spirit, like high frequency that, that I can hear you. And and not only that I hear you, that I yield to you. Right. Cause this one thing you can hear God, you can feel the prompt. But you don't have to yield to it. We are free will beings. Um, I think that's part of it. And I also think that when we talk about uh, the desires, um, you know, like when we go to God with requests and and how we go to God with with requests, I think it's important to just to know that that above all else, you brought this up, that our hearts are deceitfully wicked, mm-hmm. right? And that and that's a difficult place to be because how can I consider myself good? How can I consider that my yeah. desires are pure if at yeah. the same time, the same word of God is telling me that my heart isn't, but but I think that's just our humanity, right? That is, mm-hmm. that is our nature. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, um, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's where the conversation comes in and also asking God to, you know, purify my motives yeah. um, and, and getting, to, like, and getting to the heart 
of what we want and not what we want, but why do we want it? Right. I was listening to a, <clears throat> to a sermon and a uh, pastor Torre out of, um, LA. LA. And he, mm-hmm. Yep. And he was talking about that, about purifying your motives. Yeah. And he talked about something he, and I had to ask myself about this too, about why did I like, why do you really want a husband? Right. Why do you really want some of these things? Why do you really want your platform expanded? Why do you, you know, and even asking ourselves, because what we'll realize is some of those whys are not necessarily connected to fulfilling anything God has called us to, to fulfill. We can listen, we can front and we can act like, the reason I want a husband is so I can be fruitful and multiply. The reason I want a husband is so I can, you know, if you believe in this, is to uh, is to have guilt-free sex, right? Yeah. <laughs> the reason, yeah. I'm, like, yeah. let's, let's be real. And I think a lot of us aren't real when yeah. we come to God about yeah. what we desire. And I even think, even if we were honest in our prayer, it will reveal us to us, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, God already know. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and not realizing like how those things are very much connected to, yep. um, I'll say worldly things. I'll say, uh, carnal things like yeah, things yeah. that have a, a very much, a, a finite and are connected to, mm-hmm. to kingdom work. Right. And- right. Right. So, so I wrote down some notes cause there's like three kind of branches. I want to go off this, this tree of, um, why do you want a husband? So the first thing I do, I want us to answer that. And and so and I'll start. So old Rika, I wanted a husband because I thought that was the next step. I coveted, especially my parents' relationship. I held them on a pedestal and was like, oh, I want what my mom has. It's so cute. They're just the cutest little thing and blah, blah, blah. And like, but I did not understand the sacrifice, the type of unconditioned, true unconditional love that my parents have for each other. I had no idea what it meant and probably still don't what it meant, what it means to be a wife to somebody's wife in the way God would want me to be because the way these people in the world are doing it. I I don't, I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want to be Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? Like, and this is not, I don't know Kim Kardashian, but the high level view for some reason is popping in my head. The high level view of what we know to be Kim Kardashian's relationship with Kanye and now Pete Davidson. I saw her on Ellen talking about, oh my gosh, he makes me so happy. I just, I mean, I'm just so happy. I'm the happiest I've never been. I guarantee you we could find a clip where she said that about Kanye. Because mm. so did you marry him and you weren't the happiest you've ever been? So I know now I don't want a man to come and make me happy. I just am like, I was telling my cousin DJ, shout out to DJ, this the other day. I just feel like I'm at a place where I have so much love that I just want to love on a man. You know that scripture that is like outdo each other with love? I want that. I want that pink because I just feel like that would be fun. Like, you know? And I I give that to my friends and I hope you know, Cameo, I love you so much. And I and I have communion with you and Carla and my best friend Desandra and Desiree and Lori and, and all of the communities now that I'm building and my platform because I found my purpose that I no longer need a man to fill that void. That void is fulfilled. So now I'm at a place where I'm like, I just want to have fun. I just, I just want to like, again, ping pong that I'll do, I just want to love his dirty draws. Like, I just want to be, I just think it would be so cute to see me. 
in love this girl who doesn't know how to show emotion this girl who you know what i mean like who's worked so hard to be the woman who can be honest and show emotion and not be passive aggressive now i'm like now i'm ready now i'm ready to actually love a man unconditionally as long as he feels the same because that ride or die mentality i'm done Mm -hmm. i'm done and i do (laughs) and i know in our private conversations um we we talked about that where where I don't think we are, we're seeking to fill that void. And that's actually community because that could be fulfilled with community because God did not promise us a husband, but he does talk about a lot. Like you need to be in communion with the body. You need to be with your humans. You need to be with your fellow Christians. Iron sharpens iron. He didn't say husband sharpens wife. (laughs) He didn't say that. You, Cameo, why do you want to be married? Um, because I like men. <laughs> they are so black men are just so beautiful. I don't understand God. I mean, damn, my <laughs> my God. Because- yes, like oh. So it, it's a couple reasons, but uh, but I I'll lead with this. I'll lead with this because there is like um, I know love heals. I know. I also believe when you are loving someone by the spirit of God, they begin to see God differently. And I would love to give that to someone, right? Because of the love that I have for you, because of the Holy Spirit that is in me, that because of how you are loved and how I show up in this space, that you begin to understand God differently because of my presence. Now that may be a little bit of my ego there, right? Maybe a little bit of my ego. Maybe a little bit of my ego. But um <laughs> but the idea is that my capacity and my understanding of loving you increases your capacity and understanding of God. Right. And I think that happens both ways. Right. And so I do believe I have this love to share, this love to express. I also think that there's an intimacy, um, a safe space. Um, a deep safe space between that happens in a marriage happens in a relationship that maybe you can't get anywhere else in its totality. Maybe you can get it in pieces, but I think, I think I put the heavy emphasis on think, I think you get the majority of it in that, in a, in a marriage type of relationship, like maybe 70% um, in a marriage type of relationship, maybe 80%, like that, that, that deep knowing of someone and still loving. And so that's something that, uh, I desire, right? And there's also parts of myself I can't, ex- I, I, I cannot fully express <laughs> when, unless I'm in a safe covenant physically. Um, like li- even even if I wanted to physically express myself, even if I wanted to go out here and have sex with a random dude, right? I still couldn't get everything out of that relationship because I do not feel emotionally safe because I do not feel spiritually safe because I don't feel physically safe because the intimacy isn't there. Mm -hmm. So those things that lead up to the other pieces of it, I think can only be expressed in that type of union. So I do desire that. Right. Um, And also having, um, you know, someone that you can explore with right and again i don't i don't i don't think that we're always here right i don't think we're always here in a relationship when i say here like on this i, I think we're on the same page but some of us may be at the top so maybe yeah i don't whatever but i think there's a synergy and there is a uh partnership and a communion mm-hmm. that that i just simply i want to experience that 
Yeah. And right. And I glad, I'm glad that you said that, like that synergy and that partnership, because I've heard it explained this way, that marriage is like the physical showing in this human form of God's love for us. Right. It's supposed to be. And so are you ready for that? Are, are we ready to love, quote unquote, his dirty draws when he does piss us off? Because it's going to happen. Right. We know we're not perfect. Um and are we, I don't know that we're ready for that. I think we we're just, we want like the wedding and it's evident mm -hmm. in shows like love is blind mm -hmm. and all of these dating shows that people are making me watch. Cause I hate reality, <laughs> TV, but I did watch love is blind. I was like, these people just want a wedding. They don't want marriage. And so moving out of that space of like, I want to be the pretty girl on the day and the dress and blah, blah, blah. And I want a man to text me good morning, beautiful, you know, every day or what have you. No, it's, are you ready to yeah. experience that all the way through? Yeah. All the way through. And so I, okay. Two, two trains of thought that I have here, because it's something you said about Tor, Torre and our hot heart posture and prayer. And so I do want to go into um, hearing God's no. How do you hear God's no? And then I also have this TikTok comment that I want to read to you. Um, so let's do the no first. How do you, do you hear God say no? Like, what does that mean to you when somebody says, or you say, well, God said no, what does that mean? So I've heard, so you talked about audibly hearing God. I've audibly heard God twice. One was a Bible verse and the other one was a no. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and then think about it. I wasn't even asking. That's <laughs> I, I, yeah. it, it had to do with the, it had to do with the guy, a guy that I wasn't necessarily um, interested in. I was like going to some workout thing and I heard no so loud and clear. It just like cut through all the noise. It was so loud in my head, but I knew it wasn't. Um, I knew it didn't come from anything external. And before, like, before I could even respond to the no, my eyes met a nice, tall chocolate specimen, right, of a man. And I said, but I didn't even ask. Like, like, literally, like, literally, I know. <laughs> I said, but I didn't even ask. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he must have been the devil or something. God was like, no, no, nope, nope. <laughs> I said, well, so anyway, but I think you hear God's no, I think for the most part, um, I think you can, I don't know if you can feel it in your spirit, but so how God has worked with me, I don't think I've ever outside of that. I don't think I've ever heard a no. I think I've heard a redirection or a refocus, right? I remember asking God about a guy that I was dating and I was seeing, and I was like, you know, what about him? I'll drop him. I'll, I'll drop him in a second if you say no. <laughs> and so, but I think for me, because I think God knew that he had my obedience. That's not where he was leading me. God needed me to walk by faith. Like, Cameo, yeah, you'll respond to me if I tell you something, but if I don't say anything, you know, will you, like, will you continue to walk by faith and just know that I'm going to lead you down the right path? So in that moment, like, God didn't say anything, right? Uh, but he did tell me not... I don't say as explicitly what to do, but I have some other things going on in my life. And God said, this is what I want you to focus on. Right. And that other thing just naturally, it naturally fell off. And I realized it didn't align with whatever else I was doing. And so I think that's how I understood how I understood. No. And also the other things like values, what do you really desire in life? And those things 
should be worked out with God. Like, um, even when we talk about having those honest conversations, what do you really want and what do you really desire out of a man? And I can say something like, you know, I want him to have integrity. I want him to have a relationship with you. That doesn't mean going to church every Sunday. Um, I want him to be consistent. And so then you, so then you see this man that you're dating and you realize he doesn't hit any of those marks, those marks that you have aligned with God. And you realize you already have your answer, you know? And so I think sometimes when we're asking too, we really, we, we really want the assurance or I, I wanted the insurance assurance that this was the right answer. Um, and also just being confident in my own self and, and trusting my own spirit, like mm, something isn't hidden because isn't hitting because we talk about too these red flags. I don't think flags are red. I think they're like pink. Right. I think like I think they're like light pink. Right. Maybe yeah. sometimes even yellow. I don't think they're as obvious or at least for me as we think they are, um, because I don't think if you want to categorize it as the enemy or even as our lower selves, I think there's still some type of attraction to these flags, to these people. They're still doing something good for us. Right. I still got something good out of that relationship. Right. In, in my humble opinion, he was the he was he he very much listened to me and he responded when I said something that I didn't like and he shifted. And so that was a good, that was a good thing, but that doesn't mean he was a thing for me. Um, yeah. And so for me, no. So I just, I'm at a place in my life where with my relationship with God, where I feel like praying for a husband and praying for like job and where I'm supposed to live and maybe this isn't the term because I think God would be like, I do care, but I don't. I just don't know if God cares that much about where we're living and job and like husband per se. I think it's more about, again, who, what is your relationship with God and what is your purpose on this earth? So praying about that more to me is what I'm trying to do. And so even when I do pray, cause you know, the whole radio thing with me and do I leave radio or do I do this? Yes, I prayed. I don't know that I 100% got an audible answer of whatever. It just happened. And then I happened to land where I am now. And it's all working out for me because God does promise that it's all going to work out for your good. And so don't worry so much about that. So that to me is, you know, having to quit radio and move on to this transition or not being with this guy um, that we've talked about before on this podcast. He's fallen off the wayside. I think that's the answer. I just see it through. I guard my heart as he has asked us to do to guard your heart. So sex is off the table for me and some other things. So his level of access to me you know, there's levels to this, <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to pass some markers, but it's just me being, having discernment and wise enough now to be able to guard my heart. And then when they do fall off to me in the, that's the physical tangible form of God saying that wasn't for you, boo. It, it, you see, I, I exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I could have said it better. Yeah. Um, I think as we mature, we come to know God differently. And so obviously our prayers change, right? We don't ask God about things like, <laughs> um, like we just know. Um, 
and and I, and I say that humbly, right? I don't ever want to get also in a position like, oh, I just noticed because you know, because God is a progressive God, right? Things could change, things things could shift. What He did in last season could not be what He's doing in this season, and I think God will make that apparent. But I also want to be mindful too of the diversity in God, right? And so I think there was at one point in time where I was like, God really don't care that much about this. And then at the same time, you'll hear someone say, no, God cares about every detail. And I think, I think, I think God does care about, God, God is intentional, like, cause he knows what the number of hairs on our head. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're getting at is what, what matters in this season of my life right now, right? What what really matters and what is going to fill my soul? What is going to fill my spirit? What is going to heal me? And at this point in time, a husband ain't going to do that. Um, where you live ain't going to do that. And I'm not saying that those things, like children ain't going to do that. I'm not saying that those things could not completely shift and benefit your life in totality. But when we talk about the foundational things, when we talk about even a certain season, I just don't think that matters as much as we think it does in certain, in, in, in certain seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. Exactly. And so like, cause my thinking is sure you can pray. I'm not saying don't pray about those things. Sure. But if you're not praying to God about like, I want more relationship with you, God, I want my desires to be your desires. I want you to order my steps. I am having relationship and communion with you. You could be praying for the job of the husband and God is like, but all you need is me, baby. So can we talk first? And then I will give you the desires of your heart because there's a conversation between you and God that has to be had first in my humble in this human experience that I'm having in the mind that I have that not, that is not of God. That is how I see it. Like there, that conversation has to happen first, which again, that goes back to me saying, that's the conversation that was missing in the church, at least when I was growing up. So instead of saying, Oh, you 22 and you're not married because everybody freaks out when you hit 23 and a half and they like, Oh, all the elders of the church, oh, the baby, she gonna die alone. Oh, Jesus. You got, are you praying for Boaz? Are you doing that? And there is no like, how is your relationship with God, baby girl? What's going on? Let's talk about that. And then the teaching of that. How do we pray? How do we? Because when we're seeing these things in church, at least this is what happened to me, there's a lot of like, there's a level of like jealousy and envy of people who are quote unquote getting the things that you say you want, right? Yeah. Like the husbands. And then also like speaking in tongues and they seem so perfect and they have this relate. And you're just like, how did you get there? Like we think we have to be there already. We don't realize we start out as baby Christians. And the more you have communion, the more you will grow in that area. And I think that's what Paul is talking about when he's saying be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we got to be praying about that. So then when we are praying for a husband or the job, we know what to pray for. Cause I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. I, th I think I don't want to put limitations on us. So I just kind of want to paint a broader picture, but I think yeah. we put limitations on ourselves when we 
view the people who have these things that we desire as though they did something to get them. Yes. 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 And and I don't think they did. Right. Some of them, some of them just made the, the the first thing smoking and it worked out. Right. Yep. 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 (laughs) Some of them married their baby's mama, their baby's in it and it worked out. Right. Um, yep. Cause that goes back to when we talked about before on, I think our last episode together about everybody's looking for that one piece of advice. That's going to change their whole life. <laughs> There's levels to this. That's why the Bible says we're not against flesh and blood. We, this is things we don't even see going on. It's a lot of layers to everything. And we do have to understand. We're not going to understand everything in this human form. But there's so many layers. So it's not one prayer. It's not Sierra's prayer. It's not, it's none of that. So somebody said, so this is funny, but I think this paints the picture. It was on Twitter. That was like, oh, so, so God heard Sierra's prayer, but he ain't hear none of our ancestors' prayer when they was coming over on the slave ships. So it was, it was. Can me out. Can me out. Cammy, oh, and because we think because we believe in God and there is a God that this life is supposed to be perfect. No, we have to admit to ourselves we are sinners. We live in a fallen world. This life is trash. When Jesus come back, praise the Lord. Then we get to go. That's when we get to heaven. This ain't heaven. This is not it. So we have to understand that we're not going to get everything that we want. There's accountability in the things that we want. There's obedience in the things that we want. Like there's so many more layers than praying a prayer. And, and. God, this freed me a while ago. Excuse me. God will bless who he wants to bless. Like. I could be out here knucking and bucking every day, acting a complete fool, not being obedient to God. Not and God will bless because that's what God wants to do. The word of God says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. He said, I will take the wheat with the tear. Like, so it's but we look at these people who get these things. Look, I feel like I preach. I'm like, (laughs) right. Yes, Pastor. Cameo. Yes, Pastor. Yes. Yeah, look, pass it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we look at these things, when people have them, and we think that that is evident of God's, you know, yes and approval in their life, that that is evident of 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 them being in right relationship, r- righteousness, holiness, and we don't know. We we, don't we, know. we simply we do not know, but we make these assumptions. And I also think society makes these assumptions. And I also think that we connect it to whether we know it or not. Even I'm not putting this all on the church. You know, I I I think the church is extremely influential in how we think and how we show up. But even when you see people post stuff online, like I'm so blessed, and they are connecting it typically sometimes to a material possession. Like even when people like buy a car, yes, it is a blessing to have a car, but that's also debt. It's also debt. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I look at a car. It's debt. I don't know if it's a blessing. Yes, you can get around. You can put gas in your gas tank, but it's debt. Um, But we don't connect oftentimes being in the valley also with being a blessing, right? No, it doesn't feel good. But I'm telling you, that's when you get to, that's when you get to know. I think that's when you are closest with God is when you're in a, am I at, no God, let's be real clear. I asked for another valley experience. I don't, I don't want to be in the wilderness. I don't, I'm done. I don't want to be, are we done? We're done. 
I love you. Yeah. Um, but something develops in our heart. We develop some type of spiritual muscle. And I think that is where our understanding, that is where our walk with God, that is like, that is like, that is a part of the communion when we are on the other side of the mountain. And so I, I just think how we frame being blessed and what a prayer will produce is also muddies this water, right? Because we only consider it a blessing when it's something good or when it's something Ooh, we yeah. desire. Yeah. And I did write down, is God still good to you? Even if that prayer is quote unquote unanswered. Mm-hmm. Is he still good when you don't get the husband and you land on your deathbed at 89 and you never had a kid? I think about that because yeah. again, I cannot sit here and lie and say, I don't want a husband. I do. But at 89, Rika's 89 year old self, am I going to be okay if that doesn't happen? And right now in this season of my life, I can say yes, because again, count it all joy absent when, or sorry, uh, absent from the body present with the Lord, right? Like we, we hold so much value in this worldly experience that we're having. Mm-hmm. I don't think we hold enough value in like when it's all said and done, that's the glory we get to go on home. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not the Boaz. Cause that's not a promise. It's not in the Bible Yeah, that you will have kids that you, but everybody wants to talk about Sarah and how long she prayed for a baby. And she finally got to have a baby and da, 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 da. Okay. But that was Sarah's story. It's not a one size fits all. It might not be Rika's story. And, and I have to be okay with that. And we definitely have a, we are enamored with stories of, and I don't know if I want to say this word, right, but it's almost like this exceptionalism, if that's a word. Like we love the stories that defy the odds. Yes. Uh, yes. We love the stories where the underdog wins. And we highlight those stories, we lift those up, and we very much stand on those stories. Um, because a lot of times, like, that's what we've been taught. That's what faith is about. And, um, but I think what makes those stories great stories and great example is because what the norm was is because that it wasn't typical for a woman to be however old Sarah was or however, yeah, however old Sarah was and to, and to have a, have a child. Like that is, that is what makes it great. But we are still humans experience like in the human experience like I'm still a being living in the human experience and if I ignore very much you know the realities of of my existence I still think I'm doing a disservice to who God is because that wouldn't allow the testimony to be as powerful if I'm just ignoring the fact that (laughs) you know at 70 it is literally impossible for a woman to bear children because of these scientific scientific factors versus ignoring it. But also when I think about um, how we pray and when I think about faith, I was having a conversation with a friend and I don't think in that moment I fully understood what was happening, but I'm gonna be honest with you. She pissed me off. We was talking about God and she pissed me off <laughs> um, because she was saying the reason I didn't have what I wanted in life was because I didn't have enough faith. Piss me, piss me clean off because 
I felt I was doing ever like I was putting action behind my faith and it just seemed like I kept hitting a brick wall and I'm like what what am I doing I've been going to God I've been trying new things and just continually hitting a brick wall and that was like an indictment on my faith because I didn't have enough faith but it but in subsequent I guess revelations and and, and conversations and even me trying to share with her I said I don't mm, I don't know if that applies here because I know people who who would give their give their life for their children to live, give their life for their parents to live and had all the faith in the world. And I had some very clear examples. I said, but it didn't come to, I said, I said, so you can't say that. I said, but also then it makes me ask the question, who then is God? If, if I, if, if all I need to do is have faith to make God move, who then is God? Because I'm making God do something. God isn't God. If I can make him do something, (laughs) And, and didn't have an answer. So I think how things are categorized or how we how we say things and how we understand things, we really got to unpack it. Because you're telling me if I have enough faith, God is going to do what I want God to do. Without 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 respect to his will, without respect to his desires, yeah. without respect to yeah. his knowledge, with like any as though I am intelligent enough, as though I am, you know, tuned, I am a human of, of yeah. in a fallen state. As though, like, I am enough to say, God, do this, and this is the best thing for me. Who then is God? Yeah. When he says he's the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, I am that I am. So so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow what you're saying, because I do think that religion teaches us that if you have enough faith, it will then happen. Which is not true, because if we read Proverbs or no, Job, Job got everything taken away from him. And he was like the best quote unquote Christian, wasn't he not? And God still was like, okay, let's test him. Cause the devil was like, I bet you, if you take everything away from him, he ain't going to praise you no more. And God was like, okay, watch this. Whoosh. And took everything away. And Job still praised him. Mm-hmm. That's the faith God wants us to have. Mm-hmm. It's not about so, so yes, I hate when people say you didn't have enough faith for your child to still live. You didn't have enough faith for you to have a husband. You didn't have enough faith because that's not true. Again, we live in a fallen world. And if you read, like I said, what I'm doing right now is the um, the wisdom books. So that's Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. And in those script, in, in those three. Yes, it says it, this. You yes, pray and have faith and pray without ceasing. But in this human form, you still might not get everything you want. It just because this it is what it is. But doesn't the word of God say that about how some of the uh, great architects? I don't, don't want to call them architects of faith, but um, they they didn't they didn't get to see like they didn't get to see the manifest. They didn't get to cross over into the promised land. But they walked, Moses didn't. They walked by faith. And so I think it is oftentimes this is our attempt to um, make peace (laughs) with that reality. Um, I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's hard, it's hard. But remember in Paul's writing, he always talks about having that thorn in his side. Mm -hmm. And so maybe for um, some women, uh, okay, so let let me read this TikTok so I can go here. Mm -hmm. This young lady, I think she was 27. And the poor girl, I just, I just want to, I, I pray for 
all of us with this hard posture right now because it's concerning. And she said, this is my worst fear. I told my mom I'm scared to be a woman without kids or a husband. And that's very scary to me. And I asked her, what, what is so scary about that? Like, why do you think that? Where does that thought come from? I said, because I'm 38 with no kids, ain't never been married and my life is not scary. I ain't over here like, ah! <laughs> it's like my life is not like what? I don't, I don't understand. Like I understand it because, yeah. but, I, but I'm also removed from it now. And so I'm just like, that is the work that I do because where does that thought come from? Rika, because I'm, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, th I think I used to be hurt, right? Um, and I say that because there's such a stigma that society paints of single women. And we buy into it. We buy into it as though that they did something wrong and that it is wrong to be single. And it is like a scarlet letter A on your chest if you are this, like, if you are at this age. And you're like, it, it I, I, I remember, Lord Jesus, I remember sitting in church and this woman getting up to preach. And I think she was just like, maybe fairly newer, you know, in, into the preaching world. So it's not like she was like a powerhouse preacher, whatever that means. Uh, but you know, when someone can command an audience, you know, when someone knows their word, when someone has a powerful testimony, they show up a little bit different. And also when they're a little bit more comfortable in their skin, she didn't have that presence, right? And I'm not saying her word wasn't powerful. I'm not saying it didn't hit anybody. But when I tell you she got up there and I said to God, I don't ever want to be her. And it was very much because like they very much said she's a single woman and she's on fire for God. She don't need no. I said, oh, my like and it could and it could have been because how they framed her for how she was coming up there. Very. I don't want to say anti man, but really trying to build her up, but still framing her in respect to her relationship. Not saying she's a, a powerful business owner. She's changing the world. But, you know, she's a single woman and she's still on fire. I, 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 I said, I don't uh, right, uh, right. Like she's a single woman, and that's the scarlet letter. But she's still on fire for God. Instead of like this is a woman who's on fire for God. What does her relationship status matter? I just, and that's why I always say you're worthy regardless of your relationship status. You're worthy. Period. Okay. If God knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb, he wasn't like, okay, let me put her in there. And then once she gets married, I will doubt love her. Like singleness is not a punishment. God is not punishing you because you're single. What if, okay. And I'm going to read. So hold on. <laughs> I, hold on i get what's going on in your hair Rika. Yeah. i get it it'd be like five things trying yeah, to come I out just, of your face. i just because i have so many good thoughts and i'm like i just want to get it out there i cannot find it right now because i don't think i took a screenshot of it but i will tell you this on my tiktok this woman said as a married woman okay and she'd been married for over 20 years she said i am envious mm -hmm. of you single women mm -hmm. you need to think about what if god is protecting you from something Mm -hmm. She said, because I will tell you again, as a married woman, y'all, th these men that are out here today are not the same that my husband is. And it's when I look at my dad, I've literally told my dad that dad, they not like you. They're not like you. They're not like grandpa. I, They're not. 
Yes, go ahead. I, I go said, ahead. so I'm going to have a conversation. This is one of the kind of conversations and questions I wanted to have on my podcast, but I'll yes. probably have it with Danielle Moore. She's a licensed mental health therapist yeah. and talking about the fear that women have in relationships. And I wanted to have it around the idea of submission. We hear a submission a lot and it just, it just does something to me when I hear the word submission and with a man asking me, am I submissive or would I be willing to submit? I've never had a man that I've, been sincerely attracted to um, that knew who he was, asked me about submission. Never, never. Right. But, but it's, it's the, it's these conversations and this fear that I will find myself in a marriage that I have committed to before God and, and, and be with a man who will not, own his stuff, but will still expect, ex- like expect this type of woman. Like, like, do, do you know? Do you know what type of prison that is? That you have these expectations of me to show up as a woman, and you are projecting your emotional baggage on me. Like, and and you're and you're being toxic, and you're putting that on me. That's that's you're not protecting me. You're not providing for me. Like in those emotional and spiritual place. Like you're. You're not taking care. Like that is what, for me, that is a part of my, it is a legitimate fear based on some men that I have encountered. And then y'all, some of y'all do this talking. Well, who you going to, not to you. For what? What is that? Because there's, and again, we've had this conversation where like, if you're not even coming to the table of understanding of God that I have, we have no discussion about submission because I need you to get up here where I am with my relationship with God, because submission is to a man who is under God, who loves his wife the way Jesus loves the church. We they, like, as, you cannot ask me to submit to you and you don't even know yourself. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And, and I don't want this conversation to go there because we're talking yeah. about unanswered prayers, but right. I, I don't understand. And then I think God is going to do a work in me, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand the desire, the desire to have a woman. Like, what is that desire? I don't get it. Like, what is the desire to have someone submit to you? Mm -hmm. To ask someone you don't know. And and what does that look like? I've asked every man who, who's brought that conversation to me. Tell me what it looks like practically. Yeah. None of them can answer. What does it look like in a relationship? I've asked married couples and they say it looks like submitting to the idea of marriage. I never hear it's submitting to him. It's submitting. I hear it's submitting to what we decided was the vision and what marriage is. For this marriage. For this marriage. Um, Okay. So now, because I want to go back to um, Paul talking about the thorn in the side and and we will wrap this up. This young lady, she's 52, and she wrote on the TikTok video that um, she said, Rika, this speaks to me. I am 52. I'm a single mom, never married, and it's all that I have dreamed of. I have prayed for a husband and stopped because I feel like God is not listening. Now I'm just a caregiver for my parents, and I feel the time will never come. Hmm. And I told her, I said, I feel like, and I said, I hope this encourages you. You are giving God's love that you're a human form of God's love for your parents. And I know for you who dreamed of a husband and now you're 52, 
But I'm like, I, I know that's a hard pill, pill, to, pill to swallow to try to get to an understanding that maybe this is your purpose yeah. to take care of your parents. Like, especially in this season. And also, who's to say that at 72, you won't meet him? Why do we have to meet him at 25? Because so now we're 52 and life is over? That's, but but that's that's it. It's There are these yeah. narratives that are out there that we buy into that we think this is how it's supposed to happen. And I think that's a part, that's 99% of our issue. These expectations of when we're supposed to get married. Because the reality is... If the majority of people got married at 60, none of us would be tripping. At <laughs> all. I'd be like, girl, I got 20 more years before I got to be married. Yes. Like, you know, at all. None of us would be yes. tripping. Yes. Um, and so yes. I think there are these expectations. And then also, uh, I don't want to be remiss and have this conversation as though there isn't some comfort, right? And having someone that is your own, you know, having someone Absolutely. to come home to. Absolutely someone that has your back because it's, it's a diff it's a difference when I come like I know you I know you are mine and I know I am yours um and when I say that you're the person that I'm going to call when I when I need something like in theory right you're 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 you we are each other's I don't know how what better way to say that right you are the yin to my yang you got me I come home to you you come home to me and so I don't want to dismiss that or discount Mm -hmm. what that could feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. At mm -hmm. the same time, neither do I want to discount what I think society does all the other way love manifest, right? Like you mentioned, caring for your parents, your parents, because what we tend to do is like, oh, I specifically, and, I, and I'm talking to myself too. Like I want that specific shiny object. I want that one, but you, you miss all the other shiny objects that are around you. You miss the greatness of having parents that are living that you can show love and gratitude to. You miss some of that. You miss the quality and the depth of the relationship between you and your girlfriends. Like you, like you, you miss all of that. Cause even when you're still married, you still, I still want quality relationships with my girlfriend. It, we connect in ways that me and my husband can't connect. Right. Like he doesn't know on the same level what it's like to be, have an attitude for no reason because you PMSing. Right. He don't know. He don't know right. that. Right. <laughs> he don't right. Know. He doesn't know that. And and absolutely don't want because again, we both still desire a husband. Um, and I think that's what I was meaning about that Paul's thorn in the side, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, see, again, we think that because we prayed for it and because we're Christian and we believe in God, I'm supposed to get everything that I want. Yeah. And I think Paul was trying to say, no, no, <laughs> you're not. You're not, you, you, you're not. And so now what I hope for her is that she'll pray about her heart's posture about helping her parents. Yeah. I want to be in a position to be able to help my parents. I think about that, especially if the Bible says, take care of the widows and the orphans. Mm -hmm. And I get it. We do have a clock technically on when we can have a child. Mm -hmm. But I often think about Rika at 50. I think she's going to adopt a little boy and a little girl possibly and maybe i meet my husband at 50 and we do it together and that's what we do and that that's our purpose in their life because i do think there's you know different i think there's different lanes of purposes and stuff like that but mm -hmm. so i just again we talked about like what is the um what's the motive of our prayers yeah 
I'll, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll leave with this is um, I think I shared it on my Instagram. Somebody asked, I think it was cakes and cashmere, but she shared a, a quote and she said, or she made a statement. She said, it wasn't Jesus or God who promised I would give you everything that you wanted. It was, it, it wasn't. I said, oh, I said, oh, <laughs> it was, it was the enemy talking to Jesus. I will give you all of this if you just deny God. And to Eve, like, are you sure God said that? Because I think for, if you eat from this tree, like, you know, maybe you'd be, you know, like. <laughs> it, 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 it made me shift. It made me shift my focus. Because one of my things that I've been saying, like, God, there are things that I've wanted. I know it's it's two things that I know. I've, and you have not given them to me. <laughs> like, just like that. Why? Like, you, like, other things just fall in my lap. Literally. Just fall. I'm minding my business. Just fall in my lap. But those two things, nah. He's like, nah, homie. Nah, I'm not gonna give them to you. <laughs> yeah, because and sometimes I think about too, especially it goes back to the woman on the TikTok who was married, saying, "You need to be thinking about God is protecting you from something." Even me not having a child. What if I get to heaven and God says, "I never let you have a child because you was gonna die giving birth to that child. You was gonna get a debil- debilitating sickness." Cause we have to not act like giving birth to a child is a very like traumatic thing to the body. It's the closest thing, the closest thing we'll experience to death without actually dying. You know, but we don't want to talk about that. Everybody wants to shame me for being 38 and not having a child. Faith without works is dead. And what is the work that you're doing to strengthen your faith? To strengthen your relationship with God. It can't be, I prayed for a husband and he didn't give it and now I just give it all up. That That's not strengthening your faith. Because I saw a lot of comments on TikTok about that. I prayed and prayed and prayed and that's why I don't like church because I felt that I was doing something wrong. And I understand, again, there was a disconnect and there was a conversation that was missing. But now you're 35. Now you're 38. Now you're 52. Where is your accountability in building your relationship with God? We cannot, I think what we did is we held the church, our pastors up on this pedestal as if they were perfect and you tell me how to do it. No, I can't even tell you how to do it. As much as I am a coach and all of that, I I always say I'm not here to make you me. I'm just here to make you think because I want you to be renewed by the transforming of your mind. And the only way that you do that as a faith-based woman is to get closer to God. So I hope that you take accountability. Yep, the church did X, Y, Z. And we can talk about what the church did and what they didn't do till we blew in the face. But again, we're grown now. What are you going to do about it to strengthen your faith? So where are your burdens this heaviness around being single coming from are they your thoughts are they the thoughts of the church your parents thoughts society's thoughts you know the bible does talk about let's see it's uh yeah proverbs four and seven getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do and whatever else you do develop good judgment and so getting wisdom in every lane But of course, we're just talking about right now, this lane of self and where your thoughts and your 
burdens about being single are coming from. Do you even know who you are, sis? Do you know why you do the things that you do? You know, there's another scripture. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, in Romans, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Okay. And it does go on and that's Romans seven, um, chapter seven, and it starts with verse 15. And so again, in this lane of relationships, you are doing the very thing that you hate, which is not keeping a boundary with a man, right? Not really, truly loving yourself when that is actually what you want to do. So right now you don't understand why you are in this cycle because you haven't gotten wisdom on who you are. And you got to do the work. Loving yourself, and I know you probably said that, we're, we're a quarter through 2022 now. And I know you said this year, this is my year of self-love and I'm doing this and I'm going on trips and I'm da-da-da-da-da, okay? But you going to Tulum, you getting a massage, you getting you taking a bubble bath and drinking a glass of wine every night is not you getting wisdom on yourself. You're not going to develop good judgment about men by taking a bubble bath. So you're going to have to seek wise counsel in order for your life to change. You say you want a husband, but are you ready? Are you the woman that you actually say you want to be? Oh, I just, you, okay. You also hate when people say, girl, just pray about it. Just pray about your Boaz because it's not a tangible thing, right? You, I'm sure you've prayed, but nobody has actually given you the next step to do. Okay. So listen, you, you, you really want to love yourself. Step one, step two, step three, and helped you find within yourself what it is that you need in order to become the woman that you want to be, right? So one of the pillars that my whole program is on, just for me as a coach, um, and my whole program, of course, is Single You Academy. And if you didn't know, I'm a certified NLP life coach. So I studied neuro-linguistic programming. But anyway, I'm a life coach. And one of my pillars is from Dale Carnegie when he says you cannot teach a woman anything. You can only help her to find it within herself. So if you know that you need to go on this journey, that you actually are ready to invest in yourself, you are at the crossroads between, listen, I'm just about to become a bitter Betty or I actually need to work on myself so I can get some healing in this area and find happiness within me instead of looking for validation outside of myself. So if you are at that crossroads to go left, to be a bitter Betty, or right, to actually do that work, and you know that you need help, I'm sure that I can help you. If you want to stop this cycle of being in dysfunction with men, and you have all this frustration and pain around being single, if you're ready to do the work, then I know I am the coach for you. If you are a woman of faith who knows that the church failed you, when it came to conversations about self-actualizing and actual self-love and what prayer means and relationship with God means, if you know that the church failed you, which in the end caused you to see yourself as less than because you're single, then I'm the coach for you. And so to you as a woman, a faith-based, 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 
trying to say the word right, woman who has a lot of frustration around men and dating, you have got to get away from just letting time pass. You have got to get away from letting society tell you how to date and who to be. You have got to get away from religion and get into figuring out who you actually are. So if you want the next steps, if you want me to help you figure that out, let's go ahead and work together. So here's how you do it. You can send me a DM, send me the word boundaries. We'll start the conversation. Or you can go right now. Because when we start the conversation in my Instagram DM, I will then eventually tell you to go fill out the application. There's a video that I want you to watch and an application that I want you to fill out to make sure that you and I are on the same page and the same understanding of what you want to get out of Single You Academy. And I want to make sure that I want to help you or that I can help you. I want to help you, but I want to make sure that I can help you and that you are in the best position right now, especially financially to actually do the work because you're going to have to invest in yourself with time and money. Okay. So you can click the link in the um, show notes that says apply to single you Academy here or something like that. You click, you click that, you fill out the application and then I will then send you an email and we will get on zoom and have the conversation. Okay. So, cause I want to help you. I really do. But maybe standing in between you and transformation being transformed by the renewing of your mind Maybe standing in the way of that is you because you don't want to ask for help. You don't want to invest. You don't have time to do it. You, you just, hmm. okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to tell you that Cameo and I continue this conversation on her podcast, The Good Girl Podcast. And when I say continue this conversation, look, I love I love the relationships that I've built in the last five years because I really, really, truly um, took it upon myself to share my burdens with my friends, right? Because the Bible talks about Galatians 6, brothers, if someone is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual should restore him with the spirit of gentleness, but watch yourself or you also may be tempted carry one another's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And so I just believe that means when I'm struggling, I need to go ask my sister in Christ, God, I need help. I need my iron sharpened. So let's talk, right? I just have to be mindful of who I'm talking to because I can be tempted by um, other people's like issues. So I have cultivated friendships that I know are going to keep me accountable, hold me accountable to the woman that I say I want to be. And so that's what Cameo and I did on this episode. And then we continued it on her podcast um, because we wanted to um, go deeper in the areas of what does it mean to say, I want God's will. Okay. What is God's will? We talk about that. And then we also talk about when we say we want a husband, I bet you we're not honest with the reason why we're not honest. And those are the conversations we had or the continued conversation. So I'll call it part two of this conversation on the Good Girl podcast. So go listen. It drops on Wednesday. Um, today, when I'm dropping this episode, it is March the 21st. The Good Girl podcast um, part two will drop Wednesday the 23rd. And of course, I put the link in the show notes. As always, hit me up if you need to. I feel like you need to. I'll be waiting for your DM, okay? I need you to fill out that application date. You need to know this Saturday. Okay. The 26th, my, my client, she'll be getting her first homework assignment from single you Academy. If you would like to join her, 
I'm going to need you to fill out this application and DM me ASAP so we can get the ball rolling. And then we'll have our first class to go over your learnings and have a discussion, share our burdens with one another on April 2nd. Let's get you this transformation and join Single You Academy. So hit me up on the Instagram. Link is in the show notes. I'll see you on Thursday. Oh yeah, and one more disclaimer. I will never tell you I'm an expert in this area. I am just speaking from my lens and what I learned by being in an abusive relationship, by not knowing myself, by not having self-love for myself and not knowing how to set a boundary to save my life, girl. So just remember that I'm speaking from my lens. And after 18, 19 years of radio, September of 2020, I stepped down from my full-time radio job to focus on what God is calling me to do in this season. And this is it. I'm called to guide you, girl. I'm called to guide women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. That's what I'm here for. So if that's you, I want you to share this episode, especially if I say something that resonates with you. Share it with a girlfriend. Sharing is caring. Also, can you subscribe to this podcast? You will be notified once a new episode drops. So definitely subscribe and rate. Rate this podcast. Okay, please. I don't know if you know how much it actually helps like a host like me, an influencer, how much a rating, a share, a like helps us. So please help this small business owner, me, Rika, that's me, (laughs) by rating this podcast as well. Lastly, my intro. Here's a fun fact. It comes from my old morning show. I used to have this morning show on a station here in the Tri-Cities called Power 99.1. And my friend, my co-worker, one of the greats in production land, James Tyler, he had made that for me for my morning show, the Just Me Rika show. And I was like, yo, on my podcast, I need that intro back. (laughs) And he made it for me. So thank you for that intro. Thank you for the production, James Tyler. Uh, Of course, it was inspired by Beyonce. All right, girl, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. And we'll talk on the next episode.